Welcome to Career Tools. Our guidance on the confidentiality when you change roles. Here we go. This podcast answers the questions, who can I tell when I'm changing jobs? Who do I tell when I'm changing jobs? Why can't I tell everyone when I'm changing my job? And how can I keep that new job change confidential? Folks, if you're thinking about interviewing anytime soon, now's the time to start preparing. Interviewing is not about smarts. It's not about personality. It's all about preparation in the modern age. As more and more companies use more and more tools to separate the wheat from the chaff. Our interviewing series is over 50 podcasts that go through in detail every step of the interview, how to prepare, how to dress, resumes, cover letters, how to chit chat, how to answer, tell me about yourself and your leadership style and significant accomplishments with repeated examples, how to close, how to ask questions, how to follow up, everything in enormous detail because we know interviewing for most people is a black box. Come and check it out. Keeping a move confidential, whether it's internal or external, most people think of external, but internal, it matters too. Keeping it confidential until it's officially announced so that you're not the one announcing it is often a requirement. Sometimes the company doesn't need waves of somebody leaving or changing roles and the implications of that in terms of succession planning. Other people may be involved and they don't know. As much as you may want to shout your promotion, internal or external, from the rooftops, Staying quiet is really better. Uh, It is the professional move, the courteous move, uh, the respectful move. And like it or not, it's not all about you. So, Wendy, what's our guidance? So, first piece of guidance is stay quiet, deflect if asked, preparing your handover, and including your number two, more. I love to stay quiet and because we get to talk about deflecting, if asked, we get to talk again about you are entitled to answer a question with less than complete truth in some situations because your honor can't be used against you. Okay, staying quiet. Obviously, right, in order to keep something confidential, you need to keep quiet about it. But people just forget that and think, by definition, people immediately say, well, yes, I know. But, and the but means there are three or four or five people I can tell, right? People often want to tell people because they're excited about it, right? You've been trying to get this move for however long it's taken you. You've been trying to get this new job, whether it's internal or external, for a while. And, And depending on what the circumstances are, sometimes people know that and you kind of want to tell them, hey, I just got out of that hard slog bit and I've won my race. And they get excited, and so they let things slip out. And you'd think that be quiet is kind of obvious, but people do need to kind of keep a lid on their own emotions because... Maybe staying quiet is certainly what we can say to someone who's experienced and has uh, political savvy and so on. But what we should say, the guidance should be, and we've said this before in other casts about other items, tell no one. I mean, stay quiet is a very polite thing to say, but staying, if, if Wendy, if you said to me, stay quiet about this, I might not hear it as tell no one, right? Right. So yes, we want you to stay quiet. And what we mean is tell no one, you high, you high D's. Yeah. Well, they think I'll, I'll just tell my best friend because 
they're really on my side and they're not going to tell anyone right they're going to understand or I have to tell my number two because they need to prepare we need to we need to do things together in order to make this smooth and all those kind of things you know it's interesting I know what you're going to say the problem is more people the more people that know the worse it gets but it's actually something different the fact that you need to tell your number two is saying no, then my needs for my number two are more important than the desires of the organization. But you mm -hmm. don't get to make that decision. Your relationship with your best friend is not, unfortunately, in the professional world, more important than your relationship with the company. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. You are the company. If you tell the best, your best, if you're a manager and you tell your best friend something, the company has just told them because you do speak for the company. You're essentially saying, I get to choose what's more important at any given time. And we certainly have respect for your spiritual life and your family, but in the role of a manager specifically, you don't have that luxury. It's very black and white. You can't say my best friend outranks the company right now. And we're not saying that your friend or your number two is going to go and tell people that's not usually how it works it's not like they're trading that information for other pieces of information and so on you probably can trust those people but the problem is that they then find themselves in situations where they feel like they have to tell so for example you think your number two you tell your number two that you're going to be moving on and they're going to be taking your job and somewhere else in the organization, because it's a matrix, your number two is being put in a slot for a project. And the project manager comes and says, hey, are you going to fill your normal normal place in this project? And now the number two feels bad. He's like, I know I'm not supposed to tell, but this project manager needs to know that I'm not going to be there for this six-month project. Right. And so they have to say, look, really, I can't tell you this but it would be better not to put me in that place. Or, you know, unfortunately, it's, uh, um, you know, wink, wink. Maybe you should wait a month before you ask me that question. Yeah. No, the right answer is for your number two to say yes. Yes, right? Um, yeah, and they can I'll, only I'll do that project. if they and don't know. Exactly. You don't put them in the moral bind of having to make another choice between their relationship with you and their relationship with a fellow project manager who's a colleague and perhaps a longtime friend, you don't put them in that situation. You're not doing them a favor in full by saying, I want you to know this, because now you've given them information that they may feel that in certain situations they may have to share. And it's like Wendy says, they're not going to send out a broadcast email, but I promise you, everybody's going to know in 48 hours. And it's it's spread. So your number two has told this project manager, hey, don't ask me for a month. And you might want to think about asking Bill. And so the project manager goes to Bill and says, hey, there's a chance that Bob isn't going to fill this place. So do you want to do it on this project? And Bill says, well, sure, but what's Bob doing? And the project manager says, oh, I don't know. But now the project, the project, um, the roster is published and there's the project manager and there's Bill going, there's something going on here, but I'm not really sure what it is. And then when it's posted and your number two is not on the list, everybody else starts going, what's going on with Bob? And it just spreads that way. If you don't tell that project manager, there are two types of people once the announcement is made. There's definitely a larger group like, well, you had to have known this. Yeah, I did. 
but I didn't want to tell you. And they'll be upset, okay? There's a smaller group that'll say, wow, trust him. I know he wasn't supposed to tell anybody, and he didn't. He went on about his work, and he did what was appropriate and professional, and that's good to know. Uh, I, you know, I could, I could even trust him with a secret. And this is, I think, a case for many young people who are listening. As you transition to the professional world, you don't have a perfect example without a lot of work experience of the difference between professional and personal relationships. Almost all personal relationships outside of spousal ones essentially have varying levels of rules around them at various times. Not so when you compare a personal relationship with a professional relationship. You may not like this about the professional world. The professional responsibilities, professional relationships have guidance regarding confidentiality that trumps personal relationships, but that's the way it is. Organizations don't function well without that. We're not suggesting that everything is confidential, but things like moves are absolutely confidential. And if I'm your director and you're a manager or an individual contributor, and I find out that everybody knows before I make the announcement, that's going to affect my relationship with you. How is it other people know? I haven't told anyone. You're the only other person and six other people know. And, and you're going to be put in a situation where you have told one person and they've told another person and after it goes to three or four people they have no connection to you at all and now it's common knowledge and i'll tell you i have never seen a promotion or a move canceled because oh i have but i i I have not i admit it but i have seen a relationship ruined where mm-hmm. oh, you know it, it's a joke where but you know on the internet of i you only you had one job right but i told you 2 weeks ago this is going to be announced on the 31st the timing is right it helps us to not announce it until then we are doing you a courtesy by letting you know because you've earned it but that courtesy is only extended with the understanding that you will not say anything to anybody. Then on the 31st, everybody's already like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Have several people. We've all been talking about it and so on. Well, you're the one holding the bag. And I, I watched, I, I saw um, uh, probably an executive director go down to an individual contributor and say, you've put me in an awkward situation with my boss and I can solve the problem, but it came from you. I know it did. Nobody else knows but you and me and the VP who's in Asia. And I'm disappointed and I want you to know that. And I'm going to spend the next two weeks cleaning up the mess that you caused. And the relationship never fully improved. They still work together in a way, but the relationship never fully improved. And guys, it's for selfishness. And if you think it's okay for you to tell someone else when you've been asked not to, or Put differently, when you have not specifically been told that you can tell people, if you haven't been told you can specifically tell people, then by definition, you cannot for a promotion or a move, internal or external. If you think it's okay, you are operating under different rules. And I can assure you, if you have interest in becoming an executive, if this happens and it's clear that you were the one that leaked the information, as terrible as that word sounds, there will be a degradation of trust between you and other executives. And I know if you're 23 right now, you're like, well, I'm not going to play politics. I don't care. Well, you will. And if you don't get good at it, it'll eat you alive. And if you've proved that you can't be trusted, you'll never get 
you know, the, the things where we're doing really... I didn't want to make really... it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to work on this project that's top secret and, you know, it's like a direct hit against our competitors mm, because we can't trust you. Yeah. So now you, I, I've mentioned this before, but let's be clear. You can only tell your spouse. And frankly, of course, do tell your spouse. Okay. If you don't believe your spouse can keep things confidential, then don't even tell him or her. That sounds horrible, but you're going to be the one left holding the bag. If you go back to your boss or boss's boss and say, well, I told my wife or I told my husband and he or she spilled the beans, they're going to be like, well, then you should have known that and shouldn't have told them. And we always tell everybody the great thing about networks is you can always, there's all these connections that you don't know happen kind of outside of the first link so you might know someone but that someone knows someone so knows someone so that you can get yeah and when your spouse comes back to you and says, well i didn't actually tell anybody you got the job no offense or if you tell somebody if you tell your boss well, i didn't actually tell anybody no what you said is you know what i'm sorry i can't comment on that uh for the next two weeks but you might be hearing something week, week. <laughs> or or your spouse says at a party that you all go to well actually we're looking at a bigger house some things have gotten better for us recently anybody who's smart who knows you well enough is going to know and there's a promotion in the offing or there's a move in the offing or something or there's been some rumors going around about that before things were clamped down and now they suddenly put two and two together because they're not stupid unless you're smart and you only hang around other stupid people and they go oh they're getting the thing and then they say hey i heard that joe is getting the thing and no your wife didn't say that no you didn't say that but that's what somebody said now they didn't actually hear that what they heard was an implication an inference now are they doing the right thing no are they going to get you in trouble yes how do you avoid it shut up about it it's simple believe me You'll get just as much joy from everybody knowing all at once as you will from spilling the beans to a couple of people. It's like what, knowing what flavor baby it is. Like you can either know early or you can be surprised at the end, but you're still surprised. Yeah, the, the whole boy-girl baby thing has always fascinated me. Like, I'm sorry, what benefit do you get? Is somebody going to have to explain that to me? If you're, if you're expecting or you, you have chosen more, I'd love to know what benefit you get from knowing early. Do you get to paint the baby's room? I mean, how did mankind survive without knowing? Exactly. Haven't we for like the last 300 years been painting baby's rooms white yeah. or yellow or other not pink and blue? And I discovered something interesting. I don't know why this is, but it's not as if we have a great deal of influence over that because I'm told that when the, after significant wars in the world, when the population ratios of men to women changes um, because of the deaths of men, that birth rates change, um, yeah. which I find absolutely mystically fabulous. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that the, the ratio of men to women in every country where, you know, where there aren't efforts to change it is 51%. Like, yeah. how does nature do that? It's amazing. And one other reason people might want to tell is because they think they're saving other people from the work, like that that project manager who's thinking, well, I'm saving the other guy some time if I tell him now, even though I'm not supposed to tell. But, you know, if, God forbid, you were run over by a bus, all of those decisions would be made. It really doesn't help you 
it doesn't really help anyone to know that something's coming that they can't talk about. Exactly. It just makes things harder. Yeah, good. Okay. Second point, deflect if asked. So if everybody's t- doing a good job of keeping the move or the, the, the decision confidential, then nobody should ask you because they assume that nothing's happening because there's nothing to indicate that something's happening. Right. On the other hand, you might not be working with people who find it easy to stay quiet. So you might be asked. So are we going to role play this? Who do you want to be? Yeah, I'll be the boss. I'll be the answerer. I, you know, okay. I, and I say boss. I'll be the person who's being promoted. No, no, no. I'll ask you. I'll be the question guy. I'm the guy. Okay. Hey, Wendy, do you know who, who's filling Bob's role yet? I don't think it's been announced yet. Okay. Now, notice, guys, there, that's a truthful answer. But it doesn't answer the question directly. And the reason why that's okay is because this person, do you know yet who's filling Bob's role, is essentially attempting to use your honesty against you. In other words, do you know yet? And then the next question, if you say yes, because you feel obligated to answer truthfully, the next question will be, who is it? Now, look, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm not at liberty to say. Now, in the modern world, here's what will happen. If you did say that as a way of being truthful, and I respect, in theory, your idea, there's a problem with it. Because if you know, by definition, you're the guy. Because they didn't go around and tell everybody else they were considering you're not the guy. Mm -hmm. They don't do that. There are very few cases where a horse race is initiated and there are updates and a person is chosen and not chosen and so on. So by definition, the moment you know, you say you know who it is in the modern world, the way HR and personnel and succession planning works, that means it's you. And you're not obligated to say something. And so you are allowed, even if you consider yourself an honest person, to mislead because the other person is asking you a question they oughtn't be asking. Okay, let's do another one. Wendy, you must know who's filling Bob's role. I don't think it's been announced yet. Yeah, but I know you're saying it's been announced yet, but but you must know. I don't think it's been announced yet. Yeah. Now, the danger of this, and in our show notes for licensees, you'll note that it says, and smile at it, is you may be sending a message that, in this example, that you're saying, I can't tell you it's me, and then smiling. And and if, if your smile is a Cheshire cat grin that may be misleading. Yeah. You kind of want to smile that's like, dude, I'm going to keep saying the same thing every single time. So stop asking me. Yeah. I'm a little bit more old fashioned about this, but also as a high D, I'm very direct about it. Uh, Wendy, you you do it to me. Okay. Do you know yet who's filling Bob's role? I don't. And if I did, I'd say I didn't. And you don't need to ask me again. Are we clear? Oh, I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, look, don't even do it. And, and in fact, look, if I were a manager and you were a direct of mine, I would say, let's sit down for a minute. Uh, you need two minutes. And I wouldn't ask you, do you have two minutes? I'd say, sit down. Let me walk you through something. Don't ask, okay? Don't ask me. You're putting me in a situation where if I know, I'll have to lie to you because I've given my word to someone else, the organization, that I'm not going to tell you, okay? The organization will tell you when it's time. Take it from me. If you're up for something like this and you're going to get asked a lot, you're going to hate it. Or you're going to do something worse because you hate it and you're going to tell people about it. And that's inappropriate and unprofessional. 
And we've already had the conversation about the standards we want around here. And the first one is professionalism. Okay, so let me let me keep going with the with the series we've got here in the show notes. Well, Wendy, aren't you going or are you going for Bob's role? I haven't decided yet. Okay. Did you get Bob's role? I don't think it's been announced yet who's got it. I heard Bob's moving to corporate and you're getting his role. Is that right? I mean, somebody who's in HR, a good friend of mine, said they were processing the paperwork. Oh, really? That's interesting that you heard that. Yeah, <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, okay, but yeah, it's interesting. But is it right? I mean, can you verify it? I don't think anything's been announced yet. Yeah, and guys, I would say, if you're a high D and you're comfortable, say, enough with this already, all right? I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer. Imagine that these were layoffs, and you're asking, Wendy was asking me right now, is Joe going to be laid off? What should I say? Well, Wendy asking about Joe is the same thing as Wendy asking about Wendy. If Wendy's willing to ask the question about Wendy or Joe, Wendy is willing to tell Joe or somebody else if it's Wendy that got laid off. Do I want Wendy to tell Joe that Joe's going to get laid off? Oh, my gosh. That would be the end of my ability to ever call myself sensitive to other people. Just imagine getting news from a peer that should have come from your director or your boss. Like, that would be gutting. And yep. in asking, people are trying to put you in that position. They're trying to get information on an organizational level that shouldn't be freely talked about. Yeah. And look, while you're waiting for a move to be confirmed, watch your behavior. Make sure you're not telegraphing things. You can leak information through a smile or a wink. And unconsciously, other people are looking for it. Try not to be more excitable, more vague, more structured than usual. Don't subtly spend a lot of time out of the office and not communicate the way you would normally do. Don't start canceling your staff meeting. Don't start canceling your one-on-ones if you're a manager. Um, don't start thinking, I don't have to do this job anymore. You still have an obligation to do your job and to do it well, which takes us to our next point, which is preparing your handover. Yeah, so one of the things you can do while you're waiting to move is prepare your handover. And if you look at the guidance in how to resign or you listen to it, there's a whole bunch of things you should be doing or you could be doing to prepare for the handover. And that's something where you can feel like you're doing an activity and you're moving forward and you're not in this limbo phase when you know but nobody else knows. That sometimes helps if you're one of those people that's like dying to tell, doing some activity on it might help that feeling. Yeah. The one place where we would suggest a small change that is that does involve somebody else is if you are a manager and you have a number two and that number two is going to get promoted, there may be an opportunity to think about speeding up um, things you haven't already delegated to her or involved him in. And the key is not to give the game away, right? Yeah. So you don't need to, hey, hey, I, let's go to, let's all go to the next director's meeting because you know you're going to be going on your own next time. <laughs> no, don't say that. Yeah. Hey, look, I've been thinking about this for a while. This is the next phase in your development is I'm thinking about this. And this gets much easier as long as you've been steadily increasing his or her role over the period you've been together. Okay. Now, if suddenly you start scrambling around to develop somebody, uh, I'm sorry, you're not maintaining confidentiality. And don't blame confidentiality for the fact that you haven't been doing your job for the previous six or nine months. And if somebody's worked for you for a year and you haven't done anything development for 11 months 
in the last month, you were not going to get enough across. Now, what I would suggest in that situation is don't do anything differently and then recognize that when you go into your new role, you're going to have to be willing to spend time with the guy you left behind, holding the bag when you didn't do your job of developing him or her to take over. On the other hand, as we say, if you've been steadily increasing that person's role, then you can perhaps add one or two more things that haven't been given over yet that you you may have time to do, depending upon how much time you have between you knowing and the announcement. It will all become clear to them once the announcement is made. Like your number two will go, oh, so that's why you wanted me to go to that meeting. And that's okay. You know, you did your duty by the organization that you kept it confidential. And I would say nine times out of 10, directs are going to go, oh, you're sneaky. But they're not going to think badly of you for it. They're not going to think, oh, you could have told me and you didn't. And if they do, they probably shouldn't be your number two because petulance isn't a good trait. Exactly. And this strategy of confidentiality, you can use it for other things you want to do in advance of your move with with your team. Just because something is related to your move doesn't mean you have to tell them everything they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't. And this is getting a harder and harder rule to enforce in organizations. Um, There is more and more assumption that personal roles are every bit as important as professional roles and so on. And it's too bad. Uh, because as I've said many times before, of the three phases in our lives, dependence when we're small children, independence, which we go through in our teen years, where we learn what it's like to be ourselves and break away from our parents, we can start taking care of ourselves. And most of what you read and what's popular is about independence being your own person. But the real true greatness in life is achieved through the third phase, which is interdependence. The ability to rely on each other, to magnify our abilities to deliver even more, to serve more in the world. Wendy and I are recording this on or around January 18th. And in the U.S. this week, Monday, uh, yesterday, Monday, um, started with Martin Luther King, a celebration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And Martin Luther King Jr., is famous for a quote, which it goes something like, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing to help others? Part of your professional life is interacting with other people in an organization, which has rules, which many of which are unstated, and that is part of interdependence. And if everything is equal, if all of your friends, all of your associates, all of your colleagues, if every relationship is equal, then nothing is important. And you're essentially denying the value that the organization creates by having everyone together. So we encourage you, learn the lesson now. Confidentiality matters. It will really matter to you when you're an executive. Learn it now. Life will be much easier professionally. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. That's it. Probably learned some stuff about how who you can tell and how you can tell and how much you can say when you're changing roles. It's not as easy as you probably thought. See you next week. Career Tools produces actionable guidance for professionals every week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face, go to www.managertools.com. Search for Career Tools on Twitter and LinkedIn.